with Mina and Elizabeth. to talk about men and women and their emotional responsibilities today mm. wait but before we get into the juice yes before uh we just have to remind you to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms make sure that you are following us at her and her podcast on instagram make sure that you are following us at her and her podcast on soundcloud um you're liking reposting and you know sharing tracks on soundcloud you can also catch us on the itunes podcast platform um, just put her and her podcast into the search bar and um, we will come up. Um, you can subscribe on there. That way you can stay abreast with things we have going on, new episodes and things of that nature. Last but not least, um, we would like to ask you to join us on our journey as we bring you live episodes on the YouTube. Um, so you can find us on YouTube at um, her and her podcast. So yeah. Those are our platforms. You can stay up to date. You can stay hip to what's going on. And you don't got to miss a beat. Oh, and make sure you're subscribing on YouTube and also hitting that little bell. So you get notifications when the new episodes pop up. Because you just never know. You never know. You know? Yeah. You got you to gotta be in tune to what's going on. Facts. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So today, you know, we... We were talking, and you showed me a video, and I was like, hmm, I like this topic. So, today we're going to talk about many women, are we emotionally responsible in relationships and dating, and are we really dealing with our past traumas in relationships, mm -hmm. and are women just dealing with the wrong type of men, or are men just dealing with the wrong type of women? Mm. Or do we really need to dig deeper to the real issue that's at hand? And of course, our her story. Mine's will be about being married and emotional sta emotionally stable and how I got there. And we'll also tap into traumas and preventing growth in relationships. And of course, our her quote with Yellow Yam. Mm -hmm. I don't know what story I'm telling. You have a story. No? You changed your story? We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> It left my mind so fast. <laughs> you just got to see how you feel when you get there. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, so we played a clip, and it was by, um, it was a repost um, from Derek Jackson, right? Is that his last name? Yes, that is. And I think the gentleman's name that was in the video was Kajofi or Kajafi. I apologize. Um, 
And he made, you know, some really good points in um, men showing up, not being cowards. Wait, but we have the clip. Oh, well, you go for it, baby. All right. So here we go. The men and just say it like it is because we need straight talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Men need to grow up. Yep. Firstly. And men need to stop being cowards. Come on. Secondly. Mm. You see a woman walking down the street, minding her business. You approach her. You say everything that you know she would like to hear. You get her defenses down. Once her defenses are lowered, you then go in there, take what you want, and then you leave. You, after doing so, you leave and repeat the cycle elsewhere. The, the men who follow you now have to do the work uh. to help heal these women. Yeah. Uh. And half the time, these women end up destroying these men because they don't know how to believe that they're worthy of love because yeah. of what you've done to them. Mm. You never get away with it. So you'll find many guys who are out here playing these games. At some point decide, I'm ready to s settle down. Mm. I'm ready to do the right thing. And what, what do they want? And what do they want? They, they want, want a love? woman with no blemishes, with, with no blemishes, with no past issues. I'm just gonna talk to the men and just say it like it is. Oh, I didn't hear that last part, women with no blemishes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> Man, I really value his point. Um, and I believe that, especially because the fact that it's coming from a man, I believe he was at that space at one time. You know, like, just moving through life, thinking women are disposable. And I think he realized within himself I had to grow up, that I was actually causing more harm to my people. Yeah. Because we're not... Where, especially if you're dating within your race as a black woman or a black man, the disservice that we do to one another is only creating more harm to our lineage. Um, it's creating more discord in our communication, our understanding of one another. We've had enough years of um, being dragged down and thinking we're less than um by people who are non-black. And so we can't at this point in time can because I feel like through our actions we believe it. Like if we continue in a space of disrespecting one another, not loving each other truly and honestly and not uplifting one another, then we're just continuing to tell um the others that we are not kings and queens and that we are not to be respected and honored in love because we're not doing it for one another. Mm -hmm. So I think he brings a good, a good point that at the end of the day, we all have a role to play. And I love that he takes his role as a black man and a black man in relationships and taking it seriously and knowing that I have to have intentions when I'm trying to get the attention of the opposite sex, you know? I agree. And I also feel like it's not to be misconstrued with, like, you can't be out here living your best whole life as a man. Like, that's cool. But you have to make sure that you know who you're doing that with. You can't, obviously, you obviously know when a woman is, is looking for something serious and looking for a relationship. It's written all over her actions, her words, and what she tells you and carries herself, how she carries herself. 
So I think another thing is just being emotionally responsible. Like, you know certain women are for certain things. So you need to act accordingly. And if that's not where you're trying to be, then you need to take yourself somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because it's fine if you're out here thotting and bopping, but make sure you're thotting and bopping with a woman who wants to thot and bop as well and not a woman who's blatantly telling you that she wants a relationship and something serious. Also, the work. Like, I think a lot of people are afraid of the work. Like, mm. oh, I tried. It's not working. Oh, they want this. It's not working. Oh, it's not. Like, I don't even care if you find someone that you feel like you're so compatible with and that you're like, oh, this is perfect, you're going to have issues because you're going to change as human beings. Mm -hmm. So I hope you're not running from the issue. I hope you're parting ways because you realize that this isn't the person for me, not because I don't want to do the work and I'm looking for perfection or I'm looking for someone who can fill a void in me, you know? And that brings me to the topic of us um, talking about traumas. Um, and dealing with your past traumas and how that carries over into your relationship. And um, I was, I know we were talking about this and I said to you, like, in my specific situation, I had to deal with going through that in a relationship because I got married young. And so I think I said to you, how what was the difference with the fact that, you know, you were able to do that on your own before you're actually going to embark on a serious relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and what value did you find in that? Mm, so, going through my um, having to deal with my emotional trauma on my own, uh, it was really mm, how can I say? It was rewarding because I felt like I went through things that, like, as I meet older women who are going through it now. And I've always been super introspective and I think that allowed me to embark on that journey sooner in life rather than later. Um, And I had the space to grow and to figure it out. I didn't have anyone judging me, anyone pushing me to to touch on things that maybe I wasn't necessarily ready to really to, to get in tune with all the way. I was able to come to it on my own terms. But like I said, I've always been, as even as a child, always been very introspective and um, aware of my emotions and my feelings. And so being always operating in that frequency has allowed me to um, walk into the growth and the dealing with my traumas and my traumatic experiences. So, yeah. Um, but I do admire people that have um, have had the opportunity to go through that with a partner. I really admire that. Say that one more time. I really admire people that have had the opportunity to go through, like, working through their traumas with a partner because, you know, I feel like although I was able to do it on my own terms and um, I didn't have any one, one situation that with someone else that pushed me into, we got you got to deal with this today, You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes when you have a partner, it's like certain things may flare up an issue that you have to dig deep in that moment or in that space of time to figure it out because it's like kind of essential to the growth of your relationship. For me, I'm able to come to terms with it in whatever space, space of time I want to. 
because it's my own growth. You know what I mean? There's no one else involved in that situation. But I do appreciate the fact that when you have a partner, you kind of, it kind of forces you. Because sometimes you're a little lenient on yourself when it comes to dealing with things. And I feel like when you have a partner, it kind of like holds the mirror up in a different light. Yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, when you're in it, you're going to see light in the in the other. You know, like in the other situation, you're going to be like, oh, I wish I had time to X, Y, and Z. Yeah, see, you know? I don't I don't wish. I don't. I'm, I'm, I love the fact that, I, like I said, I love the fact that I, I went through it alone. Yeah. I, it was a growth mm-hmm. journey on my own. And I know that when I find someone, it's going to make it even stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, but, I, I would have preferred if I had a preference, if I had to. Um, I would have wanted to get to certain spaces in my life by myself because, um, like I said, yeah, it, 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 the part of holding the mirror and, um, forcing you to deal with certain things is true. And, and that is a good thing if you have a good partner who wants to see you grow and not just beating you down or making you feel less than, then it's powerful. Um, but, as human beings, sometimes it doesn't even matter if that's the situation. If you're not at that space to receive that that person forcing you or making you feel forced doesn't create a good positive space for either person. So if I had to paint the perfect picture in a situation where, you know, men, women, growth and all that, I, I would really say to figure it out on your own first you know what I mean like of course there's things that you're gonna have to be in a relationship to truly understand and go through but the basis and the foundation of who you are um is hard to figure out when you're in a relationship it's and I hear people too who are you know still single or you know still dating and like man I would prefer that like I hear that all the time like oh I would prefer to have just gone through the journey with my partner like it's lonely you know what I mean to do it alone and you know it's almost like a check and balances kind of thing and I get that and I'm very very thankful for it um to having an amazing support system but um it's 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 almost as if you're always um being watched you know and what's your what's your progress today you know or you know and either either you know it could it could be happening in either either partner at different times you know what I mean and it could be for different reasons or situations you know um a, a, a woman could be really financially stable and in a good place and trying to encourage her husband to be in that space or he could be really emotionally stable and she's not. And he's like, okay, you got to do the work to get there. So there's very many avenues that you're going to not always be in the same space at the same time. And it requires an incredible amount of patience because it may take years for your partner to get there. It may take months. It may take weeks. Um, but you have to stay encouraged. You have to continue to encourage them and be loving and supportive and supportive in ways that you probably can't even imagine, you know? So, it's showing up in a different kind of way. And if you don't deal with those traumas for real, like on, in your own time, in a real space, then it's really hard for you to have to deal with that in relationships because even like I'll use one specific one, like void, like feeling like, um, you know, if you didn't receive something or felt like you didn't um, accomplish something in a space and time in your life before your partner, 
and then you get into the relationship expecting them to either fill the void or make you um help you get to that accomplishment because now you feel like it's their duty to help you or it's their duty to fill that void and make it whole again and so having those despairing ideas and concepts uh walking into a relationship you it's hard you know i think um I agree and I disagree because I feel like some people um, do well when learning on their own. And I think some people just don't. Like I have met men who I'm like, oh, I see. You can't do this by yourself. Like you need someone. You need someone because you're just moving through life. You're unaware. Like you need a lesson at every every point in your life. Or somebody to teach you a lesson, like to show you, to walk you through every, at every point. Because I don't think your mother did it. So maybe you're looking for a mom. I don't know what it is. But I feel like I've met men that are just, and women, some people just don't possess the tools. And I feel like certain people probably will help you. Well, if they possess the tools, it's hidden somewhere deep, deep, deep in a dark, dark place underneath, down there in the basement of their soul. And like certain people unlock certain things in you. So I think like some people are well equipped and some people uh, take full advantage of being able to grow and process things on your own and work through your traumas. And then I meet some people that are just, they think that's the case. They think they want to, they want to, they're figuring it out before they get into a relationship, but you're just existing. Yeah. And when I mean alone, I don't mean alone. Like alone. I know, but you're not in a real, like a relationship, like something hefty, like with a real partner, like a marriage, like, no, no. I mean like when you're working through it alone, I mean like actively, like you should go see a therapist, you should go to groups, you should. Yeah, but you mean like yeah. on your own time, like there's no one, there's no, you don't have somebody there. Like the relationship is not forcing you. Like you have your own space. It's in your own space. Correct. It's on your own terms. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mean that you shouldn't uh, evolve, uh, surround yourself with people that are going to be good sounding boards for you who are going to be things that are fruitful for you. Cause see, when you don't, when you're not in a relationship, you have to go and seek those things. The and good I, thing about it is it's already here and present, you know, when you are in a relationship, but when you're doing it alone and choosing to do it alone, you're going to have to seek outside things to help. But that's my point. Like, I feel like they're not seeking it. And the only way it comes is when you meet a woman or a man who is at a different emotional level and they pull those things out of you. You're not, when you're not in a state of aware, like, I need to work through this. You think nothing's wrong. You're just moving through life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it isn't until I accidentally meet you and we go out on a date and we start talking and, and you, you're a part of my life. And you, you bring me to a point where I need to work through this. And then I, I fuck you up or I just don't talk to you anymore. And then I find another another person who then takes me to another point and working through another trauma. And some people, that is just the way they work through it. Like, I realize that everybody don't think like I need to see a therapist, even if I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but that's just what I've learned. No. And I, and I agree. Yes. Most, most human beings, that is the way you learn by going through experiences. But, um, but it's still, if you still sleep and going through those experiences, you are still not going to pick up the tools. So it, it's, it, it, it's a real introspective thing. Like it's, it's something that's going to take massive like it's gonna turn your life upside down and you don't have any other choice mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I'm talking about those kind of like 
going to alter you in a serious way or you keep hearing the same thing over and over again apart you keep call, you keep finding yourself in the same conflicts or people keep saying the same thing to you or you find yourself in the same space uncomfortable all the time now if you're sleeping you're not going to pay attention to those you're going to muddle through it pass over it go around it and keep moving I, I can't tell you how to how to wake up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's gonna take something drastic and it's going to be those experiences, hopefully, that changes your your concept and ideas about how to move through life and, and your emotions and who you are as a person and getting through your traumas. That's different to each person. But I don't think every person goes through those experiences in relationships, men or women, and actually take note of the things that they didn't do well or did do well and say, oh, that okay, because that's healthy. That's actually emotionally balanced. That's actually taking um, – taking, um, uh, responsibility for your space and place in that experience so that person isn't sleeping so I don't think that if you're not aware of what's going on with you that you're gonna pick up those things I don't I think you're just gonna like okay yeah this didn't work out she didn't give me what I need or he didn't give me what I need I'm out moving on to the next I don't know I kind of disagree mm-hmm. yeah I don't I don't think I feel people like always when, do. when somebody's at a different like, emotional level like and I mean, like, in a real way, not, like, on some, she left me and, and fuck her. Like, I mean, like, on a, in a real, like, the situation I was in, like, a person that really makes you, like, dig deep and ask you questions and keeps asking questions. Like, somebody that's at that level, it's, like, it's not draining to them because they're, like, these are normal questions. You know what I mean? These are questions that I feel that somebody in your life that notices certain things should ask is what I'm saying. Like, Okay, so I'm a little confused now. So are you saying... One person is emotionally uh, balanced and one isn't. Are you yes. talking about two? I'm saying like if okay, so say I meet a I meet a man, and he has emotional traumas he's not working through, right? And I am an experience in his life, and I'm at a, a whole not a, let me not say a higher, but I'm more in tune with my emotions and my traumas and working through them. When I meet him, I, I'm at a whole nother level. He's not even tapped on the door, right? Mm-hmm. And we're involved with each other. Mm-hmm. Now I see certain things in him that may look familiar to me, that may be, I don't know, I'm just, it's just a little off to me. And I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me use some of the tools I know. Since you and I engage in conversation, we're spending time together. So now I start to ask him questions that maybe somebody else didn't ask him. But I know these questions may have worked for me. And that those questions, they, they roll into a conversation. And the conversation, it, it starts to, to, to dig deeper. And I understand what you're saying about somebody, if they're not aware and able to pick up those, those lessons. I get that. But I also feel like um, when you're at a different emotional level, you, you, you can kind of ask questions and, and have conversations that even if it doesn't make that, in, that, that big change and make that person like, ah, that's the missing link, it at least starts the, the conversation outside that, that may go inside their head and like kind of, because I've had that experience happen to me with someone. I was under the impression that you were referring to people who are going through life who are not emotionally stable and just going through relationships and neither one of them are. No, I yeah. mean like one, it's one, the one person isn't and the other person yeah. no, is. Then, yeah, I mean, ah. Uh, 
yes, I agree with you. It is going to um, create a change, definitely. It's going to force you to um, think outside of yourself and within yourself. But I've also had experience with people who, women, just girl, like women in my life, like if you're not ready to receive that, it doesn't matter what I'm saying to you. It doesn't matter. You're going to find excuses. You're going to find, you're going to deflect. You're going to um, tell me I'm not ready. Oh, that's not where I'm at. I want to figure it out on my own. They become incredibly defensive. So that person could, I, I can feel like I'm giving you my all. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it in your language. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm holding your hand through it. And you're still giving me resistance mm-hmm. at some point as a, as a, as a, as a emotionally stable person or moving in that direction you got to save some for yourself. And you also know that everything moves in a time and fashion in which is for that person. Mm-hmm. So nice. so for me, I don't always think that that's always going to work. That that person has to be able to have either been in your space, you've grown some way, shape, or form together, They and they're kind of like, like there's a curiosity there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I'm kind of picking up what you're saying, and I want to hear it, but, but something inside of me like man I'm gonna really have to show up for this and I don't know if I'm ready but I want to hear it and then you got other people who want to hear it but not receiving it and then you got people receiving it but not doing it you know so it's so many variables that I can't say like yeah no I definitely agree it's a case but I think it's a case by case scenario but if we had to like split it in two I'm saying I think there's those people that work well alone like on their own single and I think there's some people that, that that need that person you know or experience or whatever it or, is. Yeah, like yeah. if it's a dating, you dating, friend, whatever. Like so I think some people some people got some tools that was left on the on the uh the birth table. They just <laughs> never they never walked away from the hospital after that day born day. On the birth table. I gotta go. On the birth table. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I I also feel like sometimes um women need to realize that um What's for you is not for you. Like, like you, I, I find a lot of women who try to change. You said what's for you is not for you? What's for you, now what's not for you is not for you. Oh, okay. Like, I think we find it our, our, our motherly obligation to, you know, turn men into these things that we want mm-hmm. them to be. And, um, and, and trying to tell, oh, you know, like, this is what I had, this is the, the idea of what I have in my mind for a man and you may check off four out of these eight things that I have. Oh, he's 50% you there. Dress it up and figure it out. Oh man, <laughs> I, I, I could figure out the other four mm-hmm. when you don't realize that the reason in which that you're trying to figure out the other four things is because you and yourself are missing those things. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to make you be these things, but I'm missing them. It's because those four things are voids for you. That is what my new book has been telling me. I'm reading a new book, okay? Is that the one you told me about? Yes, okay. the, it's on Audible. It's like a um, 38 things you need to learn to like not chase a man or something like that, right? Um, and he's saying like in the book, he's like, you know, women have these ideas of like all the things they want a man to be. Like these are this, like he calls it like meaning a, a man of quality or stature, and you lack a lot of things. 
And it's not like you have to beat up on yourself and say you don't deserve the best, but you got to really be real with what do you have and what do you possess? What do you bring to the table? Where are you emotionally? Like, we got to be real about that. And I think that's the same thing going back to the video clip. You got to be real with where you're at, like as a man and as a woman. You can't go chasing things that you know you got no business putting your hands on. I totally agree. I totally agree. And um, it's it's just like human responsibility. <laughs> like it just really is. It's just mm-hmm. like it just really, really is. It's just like you can't be out here just destroying and doing what you feel like because this is a free world and you can do and say what you want to do because but you know damaged people damage people you know and so if you don't realize that yo I have a lot of issues going on and I have to deal with them in a way that's going to not only change me but the people around me in the universe in which itself because every time that we take responsibility for the negative things that we put into the universe and decide to say we're going to turn those into positive positive things. We're doing like an incredible adjustments to the energy in the universe. And so every time we choose not to do those things, we're causing more damage to the person we haven't even met yet. Right. You know, so or our sister or our brother every time we don't show up for ourselves. And so we walk into the world not taking responsibility for our actions and then blame everyone else as to why we're in jail, why we're pregnant at 12, uh, why we're doing drugs, why we don't have good stand withstanding relationships. Like we're a blaming, blaming, blaming human race. Like we'll find anything to blame other people for, for the things that we did not show up for. And at some point you, you have to stop, um, you, you have to stop blaming your parents, you have to stop blaming the oppressor. You have to stop blaming whoever whoever did something wrong to you. At some point, you have to say, I'm no longer giving you power over my life. And what am I going to do today to change that? And it's not easy. It's not. It's a process. It takes years to get to that space. But when you're on the journey, there's nobody stopping you at that point. Like once you book, Like, once you truly understand, like, what you're trying to attain, like the inner peace that you're trying to find, nobody's going to be able to take you off that journey. Nothing. Because you, 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 you're, you're seeing trees differently. You're smelling the air differently. You wake up differently. You're, you're grateful for things that you never thought like, oh, God I'm, God, I'm so thankful for this water I could drink right now. Probably never said that a day in your life before because you took it for granted. When you wake up and you're thankful for waking up, you're not going to look at life the same anymore. You know, you're not just jumping out your bed and just, all right, let me run and do da-da-da-da-da. You look at life so differently and so precious. And I just, we all have to look at life bigger than what we think it is and what our square is and what is happening just in our circle, on our block. To us. To us, you know. Once you start looking at the world in in a broader view, which leads me to what we were talking about before, like, um, are we dealing with the wrong type of men and women or is it deeper? And I think we both agree. It's, it's, it's definitely deeper. It's definitely a deeper issue um, within ourselves and as a community, as a society, as a universe. And, you know, when you've been lied to since the beginning of time and you start to manifest 
those lies over generations and generations, you don't realize, like, I can break this and I don't have to think this way. Which brings me to my point of feeling like um, I think we need to be more real about therapy because, like, as a people, um, black people specifically, we have this stigma with therapy. We have this this negative connotation that follows when, when we speak of therapy and speaking to a therapist or a counselor, whatever you want to call it. And I think we got to change that that idea because it's like, why wouldn't you want to talk to somebody? Just like you call your girlfriend, why wouldn't you want to call a girlfriend that really could help you? Your girlfriend sometimes gives you bad advice. You know that that might not be the, the number you need to dial all the time. If you have a licensed therapist or someone who was trained to deal with certain things, like a, we would do like so much better as a people because you don't realize every day you walking around, you lugging around 40 years of, 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 of baggage and trauma and things that you think you've dealt with and you moved on from but you didn't really deal with. And you're putting it on... Every person you come in contact with, you, you, you're passing it on to your children. You're passing it on to, like, there's things my mom passed on to me. My, my mom had a huge thing with fear that she never really resolved. Same here. And I have an immense amount of fear that I'm working through now. Sometimes I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, I don't even remember the day with, that I didn't have it. It was almost oh, as okay. if it, I was born with it. And then I think, okay, so think about it. Your parents had trauma. Like, they're putting that frequency out to you each and every day. From the moment I was in her womb, I probably felt her, her energy of fear. Mm-hmm. We have to deal. And, and it, comes, it could be from your father as well. Like, we have to learn to deal. And even if we can't, like, always afford um, therapy, like, let's, let's, let's be more proactive in finding government-funded programs. Let's be more proactive of, like, I don't know, spreading the word. If you see a freaking clip on Instagram, like you said, there's a lot of motivational speakers on Instagram and things like that. That may be a point where someone can, can be reached. And I think it's important for us to, as a people, help each other out and spread the word of things like that. Yeah, um, yeah, we did talk about that, but because I was, <laughs> I was like, everyone keeps on, oh, another motivational speaker, oh, another life coach, oh, another. Yes, you want to know why? Because there's too many people to reach. We need enough people who are who are going to be okay with taking their gift, being proactive, and changing lives of other people. Because we are not in a good space. We're not. We don't even see humans as humans. Like. To take this even to a deeper space real quick, a friend of mine is a teacher in Florida. There was just a shooting in her school district that was about 35, 40 minutes from her. It could have been her school. It could have been her. It could have been her child. Like, and when they went to the jail to ask the, ask the guy, like, you know, like, what, what, like, interview him and ask what was going on, he said, he, um, I think one person was injured and he was about to shoot another little girl. And he said, something just came over me and told me not to do it. But I was going to shoot her. Like, if that does not show you the space that we are in, like, don't think that that does not have any reflection on who you are as a human being. Because you may not be going out there trying to shoot people, 
But inadvertently, we're not perfect human beings and we're shooting people down emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. And so if we're not attesting to the things and issues we have that are real inside of us, we are shooting down someone else, someone's kid, someone, someone, you know, your, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, when you're not dealing with those things in real life. Because what happens is they turn into anger, fear, uh, uh, all, all kind of things. And then those things are, are making someone else feel inferior and right. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, don't, don't look at these situations and think they're isolated and they don't have anything to do with you because everything has something to do with everyone. Exactly. We're, we're, we're people like, and I feel like, um, a lot of times like we forget, we, we don't understand the weight that our words hold. Like when we're speaking to each other, when we're engaging with each other, like we have to have more compassion and empathy. We have to, because like there have been times where things have been said to me and somebody could be like, stop being sensitive. You don't know how the hell that made me feel. I could be sensitive. Yes. But as a people, we have to be more emotionally responsible. Like what is this going to make? What could it possibly make someone feel? We have to over explain ourselves. We have to, you, you know, we have to care enough to be mindful. Definitely. You have to care. Because something happened to that, that guy that was over there shooting up schools. Something fucking happened. Definitely. Somebody, one of us as humans, we dropped the ball. And, you know, we, we play around like, you know, we were talking about um, going to therapy and being and being okay with going to speak to someone who can really get you t- out to the next space. And mental health is real. It's very real. And I, da- I guarantee you he's he's dealing with some level of, bipolar schizophrenia manic depressive you know there's Mm -hmm. multiple things going on and if you don't think multiple personalities is a real thing you've lost your mind it is a real thing like people take on completely different beings like once i watch civil oh that shit right there changed my life it, it is a very true thing they will take on accents they will um, and it's so funny because you know Mariah Carey just came out not too long ago saying that she has bipolar disorder. Oh, I could see that's crazy. I didn't know that I could see that. And you know what you don't what we also don't realize is a lot of famous people have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And no one is paying attention to 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 the the congruency here, you know what I mean? Like no one is paying attention to that, and they're not getting the help that they need because they feel like they have to fulfill one particular personality, one particular role, but might have three going on up here. So I gotta downplay the other two with medication, alcohol, drugs, so I can keep presenting the one personality that everyone loves. Right. But I, I'm battling with two or three of them, mm-hmm. or I've taken on, um, um, I've taken on beings and 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 energies that I don't know what to do with. Right. And so I'm trying to suppress them because I never dealt with it. And so, you know, it, it, it's it's a real thing, and it's it's crazy when you start to get to a space where you feel like you don't have anyone to depend on because when you look at that when you when you see the death of Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson and Prince you look and you're like how did y'all die like this though Mm -hmm. 
Like, how did you die like this? Like, I'm so confused. So out of all these years that you were sharing your love and, and, and just pure peace and just wanting to just change the world with your voice and your music, there wasn't one person, mm. one person that held you solid and accountable and responsible for your own well-being? Not one? You know, I think, like, and when it gets to that point, when you have a team of people um, tearing you down, you have to have an immense team of people holding you up. And I think that that's what it comes down to. And, you know, it was so funny. Um, I remember I was listening to, um, it was either Lisa Nichols, and she was talking about Oprah, or was Oprah talking about Lisa? I can't remember. But anyway, they they were saying, like, um, they have several mentors themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a mentor, but they have several mentors. Like, Oprah's like, I have 10. Like, I think Deepak is one of them. But she was just going on about just how many different mentors she has in her life for several different things. And that just made me really look at life differently. Like, it really did. Like, and it's like, don't think that the gifts that have been stowed upon you are just for you. You have to share them with the world and don't be fearful or scared or um, confused mm-hmm. about reaching out for someone who may really understand where you're at at that space or understanding what it is, what that gift is, or being confused about what your next steps are, whatever, because you feel like, I got to do it on my own. I have to do it on my own. I have to figure this out on my own. I have to, like, come to these conclusions on my own. I have to bear this burden on my own. Like, the richest people in the world are not doing it alone, son. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you got to start making, like, you got to start making connections and understanding, like, what that really means and what it is to like have someone who understands you like yeah. in that way. And, but <clears throat> we digress mm-hmm. <laughs> Went off somewhere else, but you know, meaningful in, in, in every way. And I, I well, you know, not on it, not really because we we're talking, talking about past trauma and so, and how that affects you and your relationships. But, all of this is in respect to one another. You know, all of it is a domino effect. All of it makes sense in the most grounding way, you know? And we just, at the end of the day, just have to take responsibility for our choices and decisions because they, they affect everyone, everyone, you know? And it's a lot of work, but you're going to have to do the work. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you're going to have to do the work to... And at first, I used to always not hate the word, but just never understood what people meant when they said like, yeah, I know what it means to like do the work, but as you start to dig deeper within yourself, you start to understand physically what that means, like what it means to do the work. Because you could tell somebody then they like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I thought I was doing the work. I thought I was being, I thought I was like, you know, thinking avoiding it is doing the work. Thinking, you know, Oh, I'm not going to argue with you is doing the work. No, sometimes you have to work through that. And part of that might be an argument, but you need to be equipped enough to come back to it and say, okay, let's, I love you. You love me. Let's, let's really work through this and like process this, you know? So that made me think of something. I saw, okay. 
I feel like your parents, a lot of times, like you could look at your parents and see things in them that hold a mirror to you. You know what I mean? And no matter how much you love your mom, your dad, whoever raised you, whoever was that person for you, there's always something that should show you what you need to work on. And I realized I had a friend once before. I was very close with that one point. And she, um, you know, we, I always thought we were so like emotionally like connected. No, that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like intelligent and like growing, mm-hmm. always seeking better for ourselves internally, um, psych- psychologically. Like I just thought we were always on that wave. And I remember one day I said to her, you know, I love my mom so much, but there's a lot of things I look at my mom and I just make sure that I never forget that I need to make corrections on certain things. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked at her and I was just like, you know, do you feel the same way? Like, you know, about your parents? And she was like, mm she said, there's nothing. She's like, I love, I, w- I, w- I, would, I would love to be like everything my mom is or something like that, she said. Mm. And I'm just like, that, that, that alone lets me know, like, you're there but not there. And I think those are a lot of things we look at. We don't, because there's always something about someone that should, even if it's not a negative thing, but you're just like, hmm, I think I want to take that and improve it. My mom doesn't this, and I knew her mom, so I knew certain things like that we had in conversation, but it was like, it wasn't there. Like, she wasn't there at that point. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, a lot of places we don't want to dig and go. And I don't know. You think it's, like, a fear again? Like, of not wanting to say, like... Yeah, because it it, it may tell the other person, I don't like my mother. Mm. Like, that, like, if you're immature, not immature, but just um, lack of... Uh, maturity in a way in which I can explain something to you and not expect you to take a juvenile or, you know, a understanding of what right, I'm saying, right. you know? So yeah. I think she looked at it like, mm, I love my mother. She's great. You know, like mm, whatever you got, like, like almost superior because, you know, yeah, I didn't realize it. I'm over here like, girl, we share our traumas. <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah. You know, I think it's saying the hard things is when you um, are in a different space, you know? Definitely. So, yeah, what's next? <sighs> well. Wait, wait, before we start a song, though. Why so I think we should make a part two to this because we still have a couple questions that we didn't, like, no. Really, the, the fuck boy thing. We were talking about. Well, you could talk about it. You could still talk about it. Because uh, I, I think that applies to your her story. And I continue. It's not a part of her story. She's lying to you, people. It's not a part of her story. First of all, my story is different, so it don't got nothing to do with no fuckboys. Mm. I think you should share your fuckboy story. We don't got enough time. <laughs> 45 minutes on the clock. We don't got enough time. We gonna be, that's why I said part two. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, we could definitely do part two. Listen, fuck boys, fuck girls. They they uh they exist. But uh we'll make part two for that one. Cause you look passionate, you look like you wanna really talk about that one. <laughs> I just shrugged my shoulders. So yes, for her story today, my personal story is being married and emotionally stable and a roller coaster to victory. Mm. And uh, I said also through the eye of a hamster wheel, like through the eye of a hamster in a hamster wheel, because you feel like. What does that look like? 
through the eye of a hamster and a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. Like the hamster wheel just keeps going. Like he's persistent and he's moving, but he's going in the same direction. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel like that when you're changing and molding and moving and, and, and trying to find the stable ground for your relationship. Sometimes you feel like it's, and sometimes it's good mm-hmm. that you move. Okay. We're steady. We're moving. We're feeling good about where we're at. But at some point, we got to jump off and create another wheel. Mm, okay. You know, we got to jump off and create another wheel because this wheel may be trust and honesty. The next wheel might be love and respect. The next wheel might be family and finances. The next wheel might be, you know, um, intimacy. You know what I mean? So it's good to keep a steady movement in those arenas, but you okay. got to jump from one to one, you know? So, okay. um, and I say a roller coaster to victory because, you know, when you're in a, do you like roller coasters? I love roller coasters. Okay, wonderful. So you'll get my analogy. So you know when you're in a roller coaster and you're like, I got your friend's hand and you're like, oh, God, girl, this is crazy. And you're going up and you're going up. And the excitement. And then you get to the top and you're like, oh, my God, look at the trees. And then your stomach drops. Mm-hmm. And even though you're screaming and your hands is in the air, you feel crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like oh, this adrenaline is running. I don't know what to expect. And then it dips at the end and it's over. Mm-hmm. And... That's a lot of what you emotionally go through in a relationship. So it's like it feels so exuberating and the adrenaline is rushing and you feel good about it. And then you're coasting and you're looking around like, are we still okay? Because it's like, uh, we're coasting and it feels good. But <gasps> so that's why like a lot of, you know, uh, Motivational speakers, therapists, or whatever will say to you, conflict is good mm-hmm. because it gets you to a place. Like, yes, yeah. and don't be afraid of coasting either. If you guys are on the same space, in the same space, on the same page, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It's okay. That means you know. At that point, for me, I feel like when you are starting to feel that, hey babe, let's go for a walk. You know, oh babe, let's you know, let's go to a movie. Let's go to this to make sure we're still connected, intimacy. You know, whatever it is. Sometimes you got to meet your partner wherever they are. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's take a new class. Let's do this. Let's do that. Cause coasting isn't a bad thing, but you just want to make sure you're still connected in that way. Cause sometimes you get caught up in your own individual things that you're doing. Um, and so, you know, through my, through my journey of my marriage, even just, um, connecting trauma. Like I remember I used to say certain things to my husband early in our, in our marriage. Like if he said something that remotely reminded me of, how I felt my father was in the past, I would tell him, mm. oh, like my father. Oh, like my father. And he hated that? Hated it. And I didn't realize it till one day he said, like, basically, like, yo, you're hurting my feet. Like, you're hurting me when you say that to me. Mm. I thought it was very passive. But subconsciously, I wanted you to stop because I knew that I was saying that to let you know that I despise what you're doing and saying. And I wanted you to connect that through me hurting you. Mm. But I don't really want to hurt you, hurt you. But no, I just want you that's to, not I want my you, intention. I want to make no. you know. Right. And I had to say something to trigger, but that subconsciously is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't consciously doing that because you're speaking from your traumatic self. Mm-hmm. You're not speaking from someone who's aware and woke and understanding of like where you are and how that could affect someone else. Because even women start to feel like, oh, men don't hurt. Men don't feel. Men don't. They fine. They gonna get over it. Like let me. I, I'm. I'm the one who has to deal with the emotions here. Right. So, 
I'm going to spew whatever I need to say to you because you're going to just have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, ladies, uh, men have resentment. Um, okay. Um, men will harbor things because they're not great communicators when it comes to their emotions. So they're just going to sit on it. And then that leads to cheating. That leads to emotional discord between, and, and then you lack of intimacy, lack of sex, lack of love, lack of understanding one another because they don't always have the tools. And so it takes a strong woman to recognize those things within herself. And I'm not saying men aren't equipped Men can't figure it out because my husband made me a better communicator. Um, and I think in that sense, um, made me communicate better within myself. Okay, question. So you said um, you would say, oh, your mommy and my father when you do that, right? Mm-hmm. So what would have been, I know we spoke about this, what would have been um, a more communicative way to say that? Um. You know, babe, when you say that to me, it triggers um, a, an experience in my life that just I'm still struggling with. And um, I know that you don't, you may not have um, bad intentions or you don't mean to hurt me, but it triggers something for me that's, that's incredibly uncomfortable. And so it makes me look at you in that same light. And so I would like for us to like kind of talk about it or work through it or, you know, tell me really what you meant by that so that. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> Instead of, you sound just like my father. I can't stand you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no one's receiving that in a good way. It's how you say it. Yeah, absolutely. And I gotta work on that shit. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine someone not being receptive to that, you know? Yeah. And we just, we just, it, it, I mean, a little off topic, but on topic, but real quick, like, my friend wanted something of me that she that was uncomfortable that was happening within us but outside of us that was making her uncomfortable and she called me and was like listen i'm i'm upset and it doesn't have anything to do with you right but she's like upset and i could have taken that on as you you're doing this you're making me upset you you should have done da 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 da, da. but i knew that that's not where she was coming from you know what i mean right. And she took the time to communicate her thoughts and feelings in an effective way so that I could be incredibly responsive to what she needed from me, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's moments and times like that when you just, when you realize, like, communication is so important. Effective communication is so important. But I'm also a believer. I prefer communicate, like, not so great communication versus none at all. Mm. because I feel like at least I know where your mind is at. Mm. At least I know where your where your emotions is at. I know you're angry. I know you're sad. I know when you do nothing, I can't I can't fix that. I can't read that. I can't I figure it out. Nothing. Yeah, I can't we can't you can't do anything with that. And then what happens is is when you do meet someone who's like at a stable space and conflict happens and that person wants to like figure it out with you your problem sleep alone mm-hmm. i used to be that person you said what? when somebody when you're at a space where you you don't want to communicate yeah that's not your thing right and then somebody is like trying yeah girl stop pressing me stop yeah. bothering me i just don't want to talk yeah and and you don't realize like that's a defense mechanism yeah i used to be i used to be in that space and i don't even know how girl you don't realize how more um uplifting it is to just say 
And there's nothing wrong with saying like I'm just not ready right now. Mm-hmm. But that but you you know what that not ready means. Means as in I'm not ready, I ain't never going to talk about this or I'm right. not ready and honestly I really need like a little bit downtime. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm a believer that when it happens, you need to talk about it when it happens. That's just me. Um unless it's very heated and it starts to get to an unnecessary space, but I feel like you should deal with it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it it removes you going to sit with it yeah. and starting to like conjure up these things in your mind. And make and, it bigger than what it yeah, is. Yeah. And then you start, I remember when they did this and oh, that's why they did that. And if you deal with it in the moment, you're gonna leave it there. You're yeah. gonna deal with it and leave it there in the moment unless and you're you, gonna move past unless it. Unless you your name is uh Akina or Mina or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little breather. You know, you can communicate, but then you need a breather after. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you do what's necessary for you. You know what I mean, but but yeah, still communicate. Yeah, you have to, and (laughs) it's incredibly important. But so yes, so yeah, her story. All right. So are we sticking with your topic you originally had here, or are you gonna change it up? What did I have there? Traumas and preventing growth in relationships. All right. So we can stick with it. Okay. So once upon a time. Not long ago. I was not a hoe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah. So there was one time in my life, and I was dealing dealing with this guy. And, you know, I had, like, that relationship, whatever, friendship, whatever, had kind of, like, um, forced me to, like, say, like, work through a lot of things I had going on in my life. Because he, like he reminded me of someone from my life, like the things he did and it put me in a bad space, but I had to be able to like work through it. Anyway, long story short, working through all of those things like made me feel like, all right. So I figured out my role in this, my responsibility in this. So I'm like, what's his. And so I would start asking him questions and in asking him questions, mind you, this is four years into this thing. Um, Situationship. Yeah, I don't even want to call it that. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, I guess. Four years in. That's a fucked up. Four, a four-year situationship. Jesus. <laughs> Why didn't you grab me by my shirt and pull me out? What did I tell you about life lessons? Eh, it's whatever. important. Anyway. See how this has shaped you? It hasn't, boy. Um. So yeah. So after like this, this, I was asking questions like in the fourth year that I should have asked in the beginning. Anyway, so... In that time we spent together, I started asking him questions. Quick pause. Uh, I disagree with that statement. You you shouldn't have asked that because that's not where you were. That's true, but yeah. I feel like if in knowing and okay, I had to go through it. Yeah, but I do feel like. No, nah, I don't think you should tell yourself that. I I do because I'm not beating myself up about it. Oh, okay, I'm not. I have no no self blame on this okay. at all. That's his. He's fucked up. <laughs> um. <laughs> My only thing is, and even if it's not with him, but it's trained me to ask certain questions in the beginning, even if not with him. Mm-hmm. But now I know, like, don't wait till the fourth year to ask things that give you just a general lot. questions that you felt yeah, like you could give have. you okay. a lot of insight gotcha. on, on that person's past and how they've dealt with certain things. Gotcha. So, like, I would ask him important questions like, what do you think was the most influential like thing that you experienced in your childhood that shaped your you in relationships and the only thing he could tell me was about finance he was not in tune with his emotions he thought he was and and i realized this in asking questions like oh you're not there 
and 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 for so long I gave you such shit about not being where I needed you to be, but you don't even know where that is and what that looks like. You don't, and so I realized that in 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 asking questions and in really being within myself, I was able to step outside of myself, but still being within myself because I'm boss like that and ask boop, questions. Boop, boop. So yeah, that 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 shit taught me a huge lesson. Like you gotta ask certain questions. You gotta really and be like thoughtful about the questions you ask and with purpose, doing it with purpose because. He mm. fucked my shit up, and I could have I could have seen that if I opened up my eyes, you know. Maybe I couldn't. Maybe I could have. I don't know. But that's how I look at it, because he fucked my shit up. You, f- but I, you know, my shit's fixed now. But <laughs> it was fucked up. When you're young, though, I, I, it's great that you're becoming aware at the at this young of an age. But I wasn't thinking of things like that. Like I wanted, I wanted to. Maybe mine's manifested differently, but it was, of course, I wanted to, like, know where you come from and the things you dealt with. But I feel like if that connection is there, it happens organically. Like, I don't have to, like, feel like I'm we're going on an interview. And, nah, that's facts. You know, like, I don't have to. I feel like you ended up having to use that method because of the person. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, in the nature of the relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, I don't think it should have been like, oh, we're playing 21 questions. <laughs> right, right. Let me ask you everything I want to know. Yeah. Like, so I can figure this. No, I think it does happen naturally. But in that case, like. And I think that's why it was imperative in that situation to teach you what it did teach you in that. So that when you are in something real and substantial, you will organically allow it to happen mm-hmm. or have the tools that if you don't see that happening, you know what to tap into. Right, exactly. You know? Um, yeah. Because for me, it just, yeah, it just, it, it just, over time, it just got to that space that mm-hmm. you, you know, as a person keeps including you in their life and you include them in yours, you know, it just, it just happens. You yeah. just, those topics come up, those subjects come up mm-hmm. and, Especially when someone begins to trust you. Yeah. And they're not emotionally, like, awoken, but they begin to trust you, and then it starts to take them to that place. Like, back to what we were saying earlier. But, you know, four years, that was a long fucking time. <laughs> he didn't even realize it was four years, okay? We just looked back, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, man. And, and you know, the thing, too, is those that time and period in your life was... is important. Yeah, and that's priceless. You know, it's I'm not, not going to lie. It was not wasted, and... and it's going to allow you to be a better woman and a, and a better wife one day, you know? You got to walk in the spirit of wife. Don't you be do. out here walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Ladies. If that's what you want. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's facts. That's facts. If that's what you want. You, you, be out you can't here trying be. To... Right. You can't be uh, looking for things that, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a fact. That would just drag me into a whole nother conversation. Mm. Mm. But... As we move forward. Her quote. Her quote by Yellow Yam. By Yellow Yam. Hi, I'm Yellow Yam. Welcome to the Her Quote. So, today the quote reads, There's a lot of black men running around with crazy trauma scars. 
and they should be going to therapy. They should be sitting down and talking to people, but they can't. If you've got the armor of being a man and the armor of being a black man, the hyper-masculine thing can make those scars deeper. Mm. We, we just got to work on it. We just got to work on it. Actively mm-hmm. work on it. And I think it's just not just for men. You no. know, black women, people, yeah. women feel like you got to be a superwoman. You got to, you got, you can't cry. You can't, you know, it's outside of our, it's inside of our community and outside of our community as well. And just as a people, we always feel like we got to have it together. Just work, just, you just have to work on it. That's it. Yeah. You know, we can't muddle through life. You only get one. You only get one life. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Yep. You know? One life at a time. Yeah, one life at a time. But that's, you know. Well, we love you. Peace out, motherfuckers. Peace and blessings. Light and love. Mm.